Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, lean into your rattan squeaky chair as we are going to do today <laughs> on today's podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. Also in a rattan squeaky chair, Amanda Barker. We are not in our studio, but we wanted to uh, ensure that we we had a podcast episode for you today. So we are not in the most ideal recording situation, but we are certainly with our most ideal listeners. It's morning time, and some of you listen to this podcast in the morning, in fact. I know, it's funny, because this podcast was never designed for people to listen to when they wake up. It was designed for people to help them fall asleep. Well, a lot of things uh, take on a new purpose for things they were never intended to do, and um, and we're happy about that. I mean... A lot of people like to listen to this while driving. They just want some natural, easy conversation while they drive. I don't recommend listening to this podcast while you're driving. Or, or operating machinery. Heavy machinery. It's always heavy machinery. What heavy machinery do you operate during the day? <laughs> that I can't operate if I'm on certain medications? Yeah. I guess car. A car would yeah, be a big that's one. A, that's that a heavy, forklift yeah, that I sure. operate. <laughs> you know, the backhoe. The backhoe, Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any actual a lawnmower. I guess while you're thinking, I also for the want to record, mention... I've never been on a lawnmower. It's not a chore I enjoy. Fair, fair. We, you may hear trucks and cars going by. We're doing our best to mitigate that, but mm -hmm. that's just the sound of where we are. The sweet sound of a cabin in the woods, pretty much that has road. a lot of trucks near the road. Uh, <laughs> I also had to turn off our water pump. Oh, that's okay. why I'm like, I'm going to turn the water off right, because it makes, it makes, it makes a constant sort of noise. Tick, 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 boom kind of sound. Well, I think it's more of a click, chill, click. It's actually a kind of click, tick, hiss. I think there's more of a beat to it than a click. I feel like the, the, the sound is a little bit more, you know, there's more length to the sound. I think it's like a radiator where it's like tick, 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 tick. And then a like release, like a hissing sound. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Okay. <laughs> Have I, you ever lived with a radiator that like one of those old timey radiators like that? Because they're quite loud in yeah, buildings. I I lived with a radiator. It sounds like. Have you ever lived with? In a, Have you ever in, taken in a radiator as a companion? No. Uh, yes. Maybe I have, but the radiator was very was new, so it didn't make that noise. And oh, that would be I New see. York, yeah. So yeah, my um, so my residence in university that I lived, um, I had two different rooms there in first year, and then a different one in second year. 
especially I lived on the top floor in my third year. It was a hot little tiny, tiny, tiny room. And those radiators, man, the clanking, clanking, you never, that university was just the constant clanking sound of radiators and train and a train going by twice a day. I do like the sound of trains going by. Mm, it is a very comforting sound. Yeah. I did want to mention, Amanda, last week episode was only 10 minutes long. And oh, it whoops. wasn't it wasn't meant to be a full episode. But do we upload that as a full as an episode episode? I did that by mistake. Oh, I thought it was a Patreon. It was supposed to be and it's a long story. But you and I have been recovering from a long a longish kind of illness and we haven't been able to record yeah. as much as we'd like. So yeah. if anyone's listening right now and they have the sniffles or are under the weather, we totally sympathize with you. You're not alone. So For the you, last month I have to say and I just said it to a friend. I felt like I was living under a weighted blanket. Yeah. So, which is not the worst feeling, to be honest. No, listen, if if you enjoy weighted blankets, which I do, mm-hmm. then it's a great feeling. But mm-hmm. you're not so, so much of a fan of weighted blankets. I'm not. I'm, I'm a fan of the idea of weighted blankets, but then my hot feet don't like them. See, I, I, I have a confinement thing that I deal with. I'm a fan of the idea of apple cider. <laughs> it's just the taste of it that I don't love. And uh, and to watch your shaking of the table. I'm sorry, I was laughing. I know. We're on the it's worst. It's just funny that you like the idea of apple cider, but not apple cider itself. That makes me laugh. I love anything apple, right? Mm-hmm. I love apples. I love apple pie. I love cooking with apples. I love all that. Except apple cider, which I love, which I thought I'd love. Cider made with apples. So the alcoholic version of apple cider mm. and candy apples not my favorite so candy apples and i don't have a good relationship for sure. lots of reasons much like radiator is it someone else you've invited into the home that you've had yes candy apples I, I i do want to love them but my teeth are not fans they don't sure. get along with my teeth so i stay away from them but um apple cider i love and i, I used to always buy big jugs of it and i i got to be honest, I don't buy it anymore because I know I'm the only one drinking it. Well, then don't buy the big jug. Buy the smaller jug. Yeah, I might do that. But, but that said, you do love an eggnog. I do love an eggnog. And yeah. we're approaching eggnog season, and I'm not going to lie. I saw eggnog ice cream in the store for an inexpensive price, and so I picked it up. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have some, not today, but I'm going to have a little bit. As a treat in the next day or two. Soon, I'm going to go to that coffee shop chain and go get you an eggnog latte. They never make it the way I want it I know. The thing about that, too, is they used to have my all-time favorite flavored latte of flavored lattes in the the beauty pageant of flavored lattes. Yeah. Mm, The one I was always gunning for was the gingerbread latte. I like a gingerbread latte, too. But they discontinued it. What are you going to do? You can make your own. Spe- I know, but I'm not going to do that. Speaking of coffees, I don't know if I've mentioned this in the past. And all our listeners who email us and write to us, please continue doing so. I don't always see them right away, but we will get to them. So Diane commented a while ago on our podcast. I think it was on the Facebook page. Okay. That she's been making cappuccinos every morning for most of their married life. And okay. we're talking, you know. Upwards of 20 years. Great. Their recent trip to Costa Rica got them reacquainted with Chorerado. What's that? Chore, 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 sorry. 
And I have to turn my face to look at my computer, and so... A choredo. A choredo. Not a chorerato. No, a choredo. I'd like to know what a chorerato is. It's an intense choredo. Um, And there's some skill and experience required to make the choredo. Please tell me all of this. The right grind, the right water temperature. I love it because now we're dealing with science. And the time taken to pour it in a circular motion. Oh. So I'm going to take a look at it. And once again, we may have talked about it. And if we have, oh, well, we're dipping back into it. But look at this thing you have to use, Amanda. Oh, it's one of those science kit things. It's really cool. It, and it looks like, is that, am I thinking right? Like I've seen some some coffee being brewed and it looks like a beaker. And... Well, the chorado consists, and this is, I'm reading it from Wikipedia, of a wooden stand, Amanda, mm-hmm. which holds an elongated cotton bolsita. Wow. Do you know what a bolsita is? No idea. It's a little bag shaped rather like a pocket. So picture almost like, you know when you get tea and you put it in your own um, tea bag? uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would you call that? Like the, the, when you, when you get, but it makes sense because I'm, because I'm learning Italian. What's it called again? Well, this is Spanish and it's called a bolsita. Uh, No, I know. Bol, O with an L. I was thinking borsa purse. Yeah. Uh, and then Sita, I figured, is a diminutive. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so not quite. But. but yeah, I hear what you're saying. So it's kind of like a little um, filter pocket. Yeah, like the tea filters you get from a tea shop when you put mm. loose, loose tea in. That's, That's what, what you're trying, trying to say. say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the mouth of the bolsita is held open by a circular wire mm-hmm. or wooden rim. Mm-hmm. So picture a plank of wood that has a hole cut it into it. Mm-hmm. And then if you were to take a coat hanger... And fashion it into a circle with a handle, as if you were going to blow bubbles with it. Mm-hmm. But instead, you put your bolsita in it. And that would allow you to lift the bolsita in and out of that wooden plank. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never made this coffee, and I've never seen this uh, device. I'm just going from what I see in the photo and what I read, Amanda. Okay, okay. so don't, I don't want anybody who makes bolsitas to be upset. Nor do I want people... We don't want a bolsita splain. I certainly don't want... No one wants to bolsita... No one wants to be bolsita splain, but that's what I'm doing right now. (laughs) So the stand used to hold a coffee or coffee pot on its base is at the bottom. So you could put your little coffee mug underneath the bolsita, which is being held up by this wooden stand. Does that make sense? Kind of. The bolsita is suspended from the top of the chorado, uh, chorerado stand mm-hmm. hanging above the container. Wow. And the chorado can be made at home simply and as Wikipedia says, cheaply. I don't, I just, it looks like quite a contraption well, to have on your kitchen it, counter. It's actually very basic carpentry and sewing skills. But guys, it's sewing and carpentry for coffee. Yeah, but once you make the bolsita out of linen and I make the. Are you going to make this? I mean, we have so many coffee devices in our home as we speak. We have very little counter space, and it is very filled with But things. if you want me to make a bolsita, or, or this I don't, chorado. I don't not want you okay. to make a bolsita. So the carpentry doesn't look, too, doesn't look too difficult, because you would just need four dowels and mm-hmm. two pieces of wood, wood, which you would put one piece of wood, a little small plank, a rectangular plank. Or can on the I just buy this? Probably. Like online, I type it in and I can buy it. 
There's another truck going by. Probably, Amanda. Probably. Is that the Bolsita truck <laughs> coming to deliver a Bolsita word, on live podcast? The word chore, choredo is related to the Spanish verb chorer, meaning to drip or trickle. Oh. That's why... Um, that's why. What's the word in Italian for that? Do you even know? Like, I don't. I've no. To remember. drip or trickle. Trickle. I've never even heard a word in Italian that would mean that. <sighs> I know goccia means drip, like a drip, like oh, a, like okay. a drop, a okay. drop. Okay. So I'm sure it's related to that. You could look it up. Gocciare. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Well, Diane did mention that it takes time and patience. I do love a coffee that takes patience, like a like a Turkish coffee. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily love this sort of coffee's got to be made fast. Mm. Press the button, it's in ready instantly. You're the opposite of my parents. Listen, if you like instant coffee, more power not to you. Instant coffee, not sprinkles in a hot water. Have you ever had that, by the way? I've ha- I've used it in making milkshakes when I want coffee make milkshakes oh you use smart. those yeah so that's when I'll use it not that it listened to me as if I'm making a lot of, those the coffee last? milkshakes well I've never seen you go hey do we have that instant coffee for that coffee milkshake I right. need to have that's not that's not something I've done in a when, lot when have you done that listen I'm sure I've done it in the past sure I would use it okay so here's where I would use those instant coffee granules mm. If I was making hot chocolate mm-hmm. and I wanted a bit of a coffee or mocha kind of flavor to it, put some of those sprinkles mm-hmm. in your hot chalky, in your hot. I like a hot chalky, man. In the winter, there's nothing I like more than a little hot chalky in my <laughs> mouth. I don't know. Sorry, where no, I'm, I'm going shaking the it. table. I was like, yeah, everything we're on right now is wicker. Every move we make, it's a wicker, it's a wicker wonderland where it's, we are. And wicker, of course, and it's and it, you know, it's a wicker. World in the autumn. Um, so back to the coffee. We were back talking. to the bolsita. The construction and the sewing involved with coffee making. So the coffee cup or pot is placed beneath on the bottom stand. Also on the bottom. Plant. That makes sense. You drip it in, and you drip it in through the purse thing. Through the bolsita, boiling boiling water is put poured on top. Okay, not unlike a lot of coffee situations. Sure. And the liquid seeps through, making coffee, which drips into the waiting container. But unlike, let's say, North American drip coffee. Sure. This one here is based on its grind. So I bet it has a tighter grind, which means that the water takes longer to go through, Mm -hmm. which also means you get more of the coffee essence and you get more notes of the coffee. Mm -hmm. Um, And I bet it's fantastic and delicious. And I'll be honest with you. I would totally be into this thing more so than a French press. Right, I know yeah. you don't. You don't have a lot of love for the French press. Listen, I I, I love the idea of the French press. Oh, really? Do you? I, lo- I I like the way the contraption looks. It has a neat kind of look to it. Mm-hmm. I like everything but the taste of the coffee when it's made through a French press. Fair enough. Fair enough. So don't forget to wash and dry your bolsita after each use, because you can reuse it. Mm-hmm. As dry bolsitas produce the best results. Oh, who knew? Um, so yeah, so that's, that's my, uh, speaking of coffee and variations of that, what did you have in your coffee this morning? So like I said, we're not at, we're not at home right now. We're not in our mm. ideal I think recording, we've established that, recording yes. um, location. And Amanda made me a coffee. She woke me up actually very early because she had to record an audio audition for a bank. 
of some yeah. sort of voiceover. It's for a me. glamorous, glamorous life that we all live here. So we had to throw a blanket over Amanda's head and have her under the blanket with the microphone, which we're not doing now because we don't have enough blankets to do that. And um, recorded the voiceover. I edited the voiceover, and then I said, "Okay, let's record the podcast on squeaky chairs." And so you're like, let's do it. The only way I could get him up was to lure him with a coffee. So she said, I have a coffee for you. And I knew something was up. And then I said, (laughs) and I know we don't have milk up here. And I said, where did you get the milk? Knowing that there's a coffee I got yesterday in the car. And I thought you took that coffee, the remainder coffee. I see. And poured it into this coffee to milkify it. The milkification of of the coffee. No, I did not do that. Instead, we wisely bought condensed milk and stored it in the cupboards up here. Yeah, for that reason, in fact. I got it on sale. It was cheap. So so we had coffee with condensed milk, which is, I believe, what a Vietnamese coffee is. It's sort of the base of Vietnamese right. coffee, yeah. And so it's delicious. It's a bit sweeter. It's got a... Uh, I was a heavy pour with the condensed milk because... We're only going to be here a little bit longer, so... The viscosity of the coffee is a bit thicker. Sure. It's darker. And it's it's tasty. Yeah, it's really tasty. So, on that note, I woke up really enjoying it. And we did did that little audition and it sent out. I wanted to mention, because we talk a lot about flowers and gardening. Mm -hmm. But we rarely, if ever, have talked about fall gardening. Let's do it. And our listener, and I don't have, I think it's D, said last week that they really enjoy when we talk about tea. T, T E, sorry. Not T. D. Yeah. Okay. We're talking about coffee. D is somebody else. Yeah. I want to shout out both T and D, who are listeners. We think it was T then. I'm pretty sure it was T. Yeah. Okay. So I am taking my Cala bulbs. <gasps> Out of the ground. I have to because I think they're going to freeze and and we had such beautiful... But but how expensive were they? They're not cheap. Every year, you're a little more, and this is true for all of us, you're a little more like your mother. Well, I don't... Listen, my mother has a green thumb. Yeah, she does. And I don't necessarily, but... She does take those calla bulbs out every year, though. Because we're in a zone where they would freeze in the ground. It's called Canada. No, there's certain zones. Oh, I see. So I think we're in zone five. All right. But if we were in Windsor, which is much more southern, or if we were in Victoria, BC. Windsor is that much more southern? Really? Yeah, I think I think Windsor's in four. And I think like Victoria, BC. I don't know if I buy that. You have a phone right there. Look up the zones. Okay, so what am I looking up? You gardening to, zones? Yeah, gardening zones, I guess. I don't know. All right. So I'm taking my calabulbs out, and I've planted tulips. I planted 50, that's five zero tulips because they made a mess of our front and all my flowers except my um peonies which i i uh corded off i guess i i i put those little metal wire gates in front of them so that the workers the city workers who are working in our front didn't destroy them but i planted 50 tulip bulbs mm-hmm. so i cannot wait till next year till those tulips come up but I can't find crocus bulbs. And I'm a little bit upset by that because I love crocus bulbs. And I had seen them in the store, but I think I'm too late for them. No, oh, no. Maybe online we could get them, though. There's also that large gardening center not far from oh, here. Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe we, we go there. They should, they're just a bit expensive, I find, that gardening center. Yeah, but it's end of season. True. I think maybe we go there. Anyways, so I've planted my 
I've planted my tulips. All right, I'm looking at this map here. And they've got a peachy, pinkish tone to it. What's that called? You have you have like a ring that has a an orange pink tone to it. I don't, like an ombre? I don't know. No. Okay. No, it's like orange and pinky. Oh, that's me hitting orange the Orange and pink? I mean, there's no, there's no word for orange and pink. Okay. Uh, you mean like a, a mixture of orange and pink? Yeah. No, but you're talking about tulips that are both orange and pink. Like they're orange with a pink rim or pink with an orange rim. You're not talking about something, a color that's between orange and pink. I think I'm talking about a color between orange and pink. Well, then it would be like a salmon. A, yeah, but a bright salmon. Anyways, I have salmon tulips. I'm going to call them salmon tulips tasty that are coming up and um i can't wait for those mm-hmm. then so we have flower pots here in in front of the cottage yeah. that the flowers this year had a decent start you got like them a, in early i got them in early i had nothing to do with them this year they were having a good time like may there were some geran- geraniums right they were no they weren't geraniums i didn't buy geraniums this year well what are the what they're, are they're those? They're not geraniums. They're um, oh, other flowers. I can't think right now. Uh, were they geraniums? There were geraniums and other flowers. Yeah, they were yes. geraniums. Yeah, you're right. They were geraniums. I like geraniums. Yeah. I know not everybody loves geraniums, but I like geraniums in pots in front of places. Well, they get full sun. So you need a hardy flower yeah. out there because we're also not here a right. ton. So. so they had a great start. Mm-hmm. Heart of the summer beat them down a bit. Mm, mm-hmm. And now it's as if there's new different flowers in those pots because they, they're different colors. It's a second bloom. The blooms look different. And beautiful. And not blooms on the geraniums. These are blooms on the secondary flower. That, Both though. But there's geraniums out there? I don't think so. Yes. So the pink flowers yes. are geraniums. Okay. And they have had a second bloom. Okay. And they look, they're small blooms. They almost look like, like hardy roses or um, begonias. They almost look like begonias, okay. but okay. they're not. They're geraniums. And then the secondary flower. Whatever those were. Whatever it was. They were kind of like a ground cover flower. Yeah, they were meant to just spill over. And fill the pot. And fill the pot. And they didn't really spill over, but now they're beautiful. Yeah, they're living their best life. So, so. I feel bad because we're going to take them out soon. I mean, the truth is we probably already would have. But we've had a bit of a funky fall. Yeah, we've had a funky fall. And so we haven't been up, and now we're up, and here they are, and they're they're having a second bloom, just like us in life. And you know, Amanda... I wish everyone a second bloom. Yeah, a second I really bloom. do. Yeah. And then I got a rose. So it's not a rose. It's... um. Okay. So there is... We had a whole rose episode, remember? Mm-hmm. So... Last year, end of season, I planted a bunch of, what's that flower? Did you find how the zones were? Yeah, I did. I didn't want to interrupt you. No, no. Talk about zones. Zones? I'm going to look up this flower. Okay. So we are, Toronto, from what I can tell, is in the zone five. That's what I said. Yeah. And then, I think you're right. I think down in, I guess it is Windsor, and just the tip of Windsor, and the southern tip of Nova Scotia, and then BC is its own thing. I mean, BC is like... Zone 7B, 8A. But tip of Windsor is, um, I guess, a 7A. Just a tiny little part of it. So you're not wrong. What not about, wrong at all. Uh, what about um, Victoria? Yeah, so Victoria <coughs> is an 
I think. Looks like. It's very tempered there. So yeah. I didn't know. I really didn't know. But yeah. There are some growing zones, so it's good to know. I didn't know Windsor was that much more south than us. Because I think of Detroit as a pretty cold, windy city. I think Detroit... It starts to go up. It's. I think Detroit well, is more. Well, but Windsor's on the border to Detroit. Yeah, but I think Windsor. Then you start heading up because there's more Michigan that's higher. Than... It's true. There's. I always think of Detroit as the highest point of Michigan, and you're right. It is absolutely not. So, good point. What are you looking for? I'm looking for this um, flower that I planted outside. It was. Um, so I really dug this. Flowering plant that looks like a hibiscus, but the size of the fl- of the bloom of the flower is almost the size of a small plant. I thought it was a hibiscus. It's a type of hibiscus. Okay. It's like the rose of Sharon or the rose yeah. of. I can't remember if it's the rose of Sharon or the rose of. It's got it's got a name that uh, is a woman's name. So rose of Esther, rose of Sharon, rose of something. Okay. I was trying to look it up. And of course, there's a rose. It looks like Rose of Sharon. I think you have it. But the Rose of Sharon looks looks like a big bush. And that's not what Yeah, but anything can look like a big bush if it grows long enough. And in the right temperature. If it's in zone 8B, that's a bush. But you look at these. Yeah, but that's not what it looks like. It looks like... That's a Rose of Sharon in the the 6B zone. Okay. Well, anyways, I bought this... (laughs) end of season mm. at the store we call Canadian Tire here in Canada which sells more than tires. We don't call it that. It's called, it's called that. Right. And they were getting rid of a lot of their plants that they, you should have planted early in the season. Mm-hmm. So I picked up like five of them because I want these giant blooms. Planted five. Mm-hmm. Only one survived. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy about that. But the one that survived had beautiful late blooming blooms mm-hmm. they were the size of a hand not the size of a plate i guess it takes a couple of years for them to bloom to the size of a let's say a 10 inch plate sure i'm excited a I will... sandwich plate if you will you yeah. want it you want a dinner plate no I don't, I don't necessarily need a flowering plant that's the size of a dinner plate but a sandwich plate would be nice okay i'll post a photo on our right Instagram. now they're they're dessert plates yeah right now they're desserts dessert plates okay maybe if you were going to serve an after eight on a plate to be fancy. A dinner mint? A dinner mint plate. Okay. So I'm very happy about that. Do you have any insight into fall gardening? Oh. I love a November rose, October November roses. They're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the thing when I first went to England for the first time. I just couldn't believe that there were roses still blooming in in January, in just December, January. I just didn't even understand that that was a possibility which and then you go to England in June and you're the temperature is actually not completely dissimilar like it's just they don't have the variation of season that we have they have seasons but they just don't have the variation of seasons that we have here I don't so. know. every time I go to England in the summer it's always really hot oh really yeah and it never rains when I'm in England everyone talks we about were it. chilly when we were there for that wedding in mm-hmm. June you were chilly I okay. Was hot. okay okay um in any event Um, I don't live there. So fall gardening, I think the biggest thing is trying to protect bulbs when you first plant them from squirrels Uh, and birds, Uh, squirrels in particular, or any possums are now a thing for us, which we don't mind. Um, Raccoons. I don't. 
raccoons, we skunks. We had a skunk growing, living under our porch. Not fun. We think it was living under a porch. There was some skunk, skunkle activity happening. We're not exactly sure. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing because once bulbs have had a season, they flowered, the season has passed, and then you just wait on them for next year, then then they seem to be, the skunks don't want them, they don't have interest in them. But what's, hap- what's happened, oh, that's the fridge. That's the fridge now, yeah. I was like, what is that? What's happened is um, we've had to have a lot of our front little tiny patch dug up by the city it's fine they had to do it twice twice it was a it was a very dirty dirt-filled summer and they repaved everything in front of our house which means you'll know which one is our house because my initials are now in the pavement in and then it's it. like i'm gonna write my initials in the pavement i said do it thinking she would do you know like an inch size of writing no she did like five inches you can spot it from space what you wrote in there. and what's hilarious is they they and this is an aside but they put fresh cement a fresh new cement sidewalk right in front of our house and then i open the door to go out to work and they just look at me like uh there's nowhere to walk i know so i had to get creative kind of climb the tree over through the dirt i mean it was crazy in a suit no less but i just i was in a suit but i just was like what was i just looked at them all and they went uh and i just said to them simply what was the plan you know there are humans living in this house what was the plan and they didn't have one yeah anyhow um yeah i have big initials outside um but less plants so that first planting of those bulbs you really got to try and protect them from squirrels. And there's lots of different intel around that. I think the best thing to do is just get them really deep. Because you don't want to do something that's inhumane to the squirrels either. Sure, sure, sure. Or I don't want to do yeah. something that's and inhumane. I don't, for the record, I don't think skunks eat bulbs. I think it's the squirrels. Yeah, but you had said skunks. I just oh, wanted wildlife. To sure. We don't, have, we don't have deer, but deer often will yes. eat bulbs. They don't I mean, like daffodil bulbs. They're... Well, I was told squirrels didn't like daffodil bulbs. Lies. Squirrels Not our squirrels. Our squirrels. Like it's daffodil a delicacy. Bulbs. It's their foie gras. I is. think Toronto squirrels are a different breed. Anyway, they're very hungry and big, but and black. We have really yeah. Like, we we are known for the black squirrel. Us in Washington D.C. Right. Yes, because we actually sent black squirrels to Washington D.C. Sounds like we sent them as a as a weird joke gift, but we sent them to deal with a population of something. I can't remember. They had a, a, um, a chestnut problem. They had they had a overabundance of something that only squirrels could help with. Right, and um, and so they sent Ontario black squirrels to D.C. So you'll still see black squirrels in D.C. from they're, time to time. They're beautiful, but man, are they? They're big. They're not they're, what I thought a. When I thought of squirrels, I thought of something akin to a chipmunk. Mm-hmm. These are a whole different beast. Yeah. Anyways, so that's our winter gardening and chorado episode. I yes. guess you could say no. Two, two great bedfellows, like a like a bachelor and his radiator. There you go. On today's episode, we hope you enjoyed it, and we hope at this point you have fallen deep asleep. Until next time, we hope you listen and sleep. <laughs>